Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what is up, Believers, and what is up, Bear Down Nation? I am Cameron Lee. And I'm Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode of Believe in Bears is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NFL season, it's in full swing. Heck, it's almost over. And you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you could still be in on all the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, even their live betting app, BetOnline, gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, BetOnline.ag. And sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Cameron, it's week 13 already. It's winding down. We got about a month left to go of the season. Bears haven't won a game in, I believe, 45 days since October 18th. They're playing the Lions this week. How are you feeling? Let's get it on. You know, we're playing the Lions, so I got to say, we have a shot, but we're also the Bears, so I have to say, I don't feel well. It's it's not, it's uh, it's an interesting position to be in, you know? Last time we, we matched up with the, with the Lions, we had a miraculous comeback, and everything felt like we're headed in a certain direction. It was a whole lot of positivity. It was... You know, it was almost euphoric. Like, man, this season could be, you know, the possibilities seemed endless at that point, and now uh, the possibilities don't seem so endless. The possibilities seem very, very limited. So it's, it's a very different mood heading into this one, but ultimately the Bears have a chance to win, and that's what uh, we need to we need to be excited about. Yeah, I don't know if it's quarantine that's doing it to our brains, Cameron, but from that week one when Trubisky led us back from the depths of despair and defeat to lead us back thinking it was going to be some sort of Cinderella story, that feels like it was decades ago. I mean, back then, both teams had coaches and general managers. Now we meet once again. The Lions do not have a general manager nor a coach. The Bears, I mean, on similar paths but different storylines. We'll see what happens. They got to absolutely, absolutely come back this week and play. You know, hopefully just a solid football game, come out with a victory. It all starts this week. Cameron, before we get into the actual matchup on the field, what's your take on burner accounts? Are you familiar with the with the news right now going on in the, the Detroit Free Press? I actually don't know. What, what happened? Okay, so Matt Patricia was fired. Matt Patricia was fired six hours ago. The Detroit Free Press came out with a story that they have found a burner account that they believe that is owned by Matt Patricia. Under the Twitter handle, Eddie P. You want to get into this? Let's get a little gumshoe. Let's do a little sleuthing here. Matt Patricia's middle name is Edward. On his bio, he's got three kids. Matt Patricia's got three kids. And all up and down the list, it is just like the most blatant, most obvious tweets that are supportive of Matt Patricia and just really are just running Rob, Bob Quinn like across the coals and just being like, you know, if you had helped them out with the offensive line, Matt Patricia could have turned this offense into a top 10. Like, you, Matt Patricia's doing the best that he can to keep his team together right now. Everyone knows that Taylor Lewin's the most important part of the offensive line. And, like, Matt Patricia knows this to the point where people were literally like, hey, dude, you're kind of a hardcore supporter of Matt Patricia. Are you Matt Patricia? And it turns out that he's had a burner account all along. So you want to tell me about your uh, your burner account, Lamarin? Lamarin Key. Lamarin Key, that's right. It's been up and running since 2017. It was all about how uh, Cameron Lee needed to, to see more time for the, the Bears in 2017. They thought he played one game. He should have played in at least two or three. So, <laughs> no, hey, man, I, I don't do burners. I don't do burners. Future. Yeah, I, I don't understand. 
Well, you know, it starts to lead itself back to now that we're starting to kind of go through the crime scene of the, the lion situation of Matt Patricia is obviously from the Patriots school. Right. And, and I'm not, I'm not, everyone wants to call them cheaters. I'm not going to call them cheaters, but they do obviously have a different way of going about things, a different way of, let's just say maybe under the radar disguised ways of obtaining information. And clearly this, uh, this train wreck in Detroit, uh, is is heading out the door at Matt Patricia with a defense that no one liked. I mean, don't name names, but obviously you've been on teams before with coaches that you haven't liked. What is it like to just have an authority figure with, that you just clearly just kind of don't respect in the room? What does that do for the team, and what does that do for you as a player? It is not a good situation because, you know, in, in, in a – in an atmosphere like a football team or an environment like a football team, you know, you're, you're counting so much on having that camaraderie and having trust and having, you know, respect uh, for the people that are in front of you. And when you just can't muster it up when you can't find a way uh, to, to feel good about the, about the guys that are calling the shots and leading, leading the way, man, it's, uh, it's really hard. It's just, it's really corrosive for the, uh, for the entire team and the group. And it's, it's not good by any means. And so to be in a situation like, like the lions have been, where you know people don't seem to to have that uh, that you know respect for his authority, it's uh, <laughs> you know it's it's just a really bad situation, man. <laughs> so is it fair to then follow it up and ask that the breath of fresh air of of him being out of the room perhaps could be a bit of a galvanizing force or give maybe a little bit of confidence to a group now that they don't have to deal with him; they can go out and just concentrate on football. It's crazy to think like, or it's crazy when you realize when things have become stale, how little it takes to freshen things up. Uh, you know, it can be simply having a new person in the front of the room. It can be changing up a routine. It could be any number of things, but it's amazing uh, how galvanizing uh, that can be when you do have just these slight, these slight little tweaks. I remember there were times like, you know, throughout a football season, it may only be, you know, 16, 17 weeks, but it, it feels so much longer and it can be so, uh, you know, stressful and like you're just doing the same thing day after day after day just little things little small slight tweaks can change up everything and really uh, you know make a big difference so maybe you, we see uh, a refocused re-energized and you know newly galvanized group with the change we've seen if you could take a guess just where the emotional tenor is of this bears team right now in this room losers of five in a row a lot of sports radio this week has been talking about Matt Nagy in his press conference, kind of calling out everybody from the coaches to the offense to the defense. Some people are like, well, hey, wait a second. Why are you calling out the defense? They've been holding up, you know, they've been holding your lunch for you for the last two years. And what, so they had a bad game. So now you call them out. Is that right or is that wrong? You know, maybe just as, as a player, maybe even from a defensive player perspective right now, are they really listening to any of that? Or, you know, what is fueling this team right now emotionally to hopefully just get out of this losing streak coming up against this game against the Lions this week? I think it's pride, man. I mean, this is – it's crazy to think that this team that was at the beginning of the season, you know, had a great uh, – you know, had gotten off to a great start and had so many people, you know, not necessarily saying, hey, this is one of the elite teams, but at least they're in this conversation of, you know, is this team for real? Are they serious? Uh and they look like a playoff team. They look like, uh, at least defensively, that they're that they're near the top and all these things. I think that it's just got to be a matter of pride and an issue uh, of, you know, getting back that confidence, that swagger, getting things back on track. Because no one wants to feel this way. And the track and the path that this team is on right now is just one that's 
it's embarrassing if you're an athlete and you know that these guys have egos and, and, uh, and you're going to want to get that fixed. I think that's going to be the biggest factor is like take pride in what you do, take pride in yourself, take pride in your team and your organization and fix this before it gets any worse. Before we get into your keys to the game, let's just ask you right out. Do you think the bears as constituted right now and where they're heading as a team right now, can they do that this week? Do you think they're capable? To get back on track, to get a win? Yeah. Absolutely, they're, they're capable of getting a win this week. I mean, they're playing the Lions. And again, no disrespect to this team, but this is a, a, a team that is, you know, four and seven. They're, I think that uh, it's, it's a fair matchup. They've beat them once this year. Yeah, this is definitely a team that, that can be beat, especially, you know, when you consider uh, some of the injuries that they've had on the offensive side of the ball and the changeup and, you know, just the, the switching up of, of, the, of the coach, whether that you know, that can be a galvanizing force, but it doesn't always mean that things just come out and instantly get better. Uh, but yes, this is definitely one that the Bears should look at as an opportunity to get back on track. And just to do some quick maintenance with the Lions right now, it just was released. We're time stamping this. It's 1.43 Pacific time, 3.43 Central time on Thursday. Uh, news just came out that DeAndre Swift has cleared concussion protocol. Looks like he's on track to return this week. Um, a very talented player who had just kind of started getting it going them in their offense last couple weeks before that concussion as of right now Kenny Galladay uh still not practicing with the hip injury you know the guy's only played four games this year that continues to trend in the direction that he probably will not play so Cameron it's time let's just get right into it man no time to waste they've lost five in a row Cam's keys to a victory in week 13 this week's Cam's keys is brought to you by our Twitter fan of the week our Twitter fan of the week is Lamarin Key. Whoever you are out there, congratulations. You have won this year's Twitter fan of the week for Cameron's Keys. Cam, what's your first key to success in week 13? We got to break out of this one, man. We're, we're going to come up with some gems today. Well, the first one's going to be finding the Bears defense because, you know, they decided to take a week off. Granted, you're playing Aaron Rodgers, you're playing the Packers, you're playing Sunday night fo football. It's a big deal. I get that you, you're, you're due for a letdown every now and then, but this team has to get back on track and it obviously starts every single week with the defense. The defense is the superior of the teams, if you will. Uh, you know, the, the lions, we've mentioned some of their weapons. We've mentioned that some of them, uh, whether they're going to be out there or not, this is a group that uh, the bears defense needs to set the precedent. They need to get back on track. They need to get sacks, pressures, get to Matt Stafford mess, you know, make this thing messy and play that old fashioned bears defense to give us, to give this team even a chance. And I'm right there with you. I'm just going to put my key with yours. My first key was put some respect back on your name because last week it was completely stripped off. And Cameron, maybe I'll ask you this question here. I mean, personally, I think it's it, – it, it, we could talk about fundamentals and everything, but I do think it's a bit of an attitude. And I do think it's probably – we're going to figure out what kind of Bears defense we're going to see probably on those first couple drives. Like, I want to see dudes flying towards the football – I want to see dudes kind of pumped up after tackles. I want to see guys, you know, fired up and rallying around and trying to make some plays. And you know what? Even if they get a little too aggressive early on, I'm probably okay with that. And, dude, on your post game, you brought up such a great key that you saw that, you know, the Bears were only rushing three guys early on in that Packers game. Well, guess what? A lot of other people saw that too as well because they've been picking up on that all week long about why schematically they went that route. So personally, which do you think is probably more important heading into this week for the defense, the attitude of the group or the schematic? 
I think it's all about attitude, man. Last week just seemed almost defeatist. They didn't seem, you know, to be enthused. They didn't have the that swagger that we're accustomed to. There's just a lot of stuff that was just off with this group. And I think that, you know, you got to have the mindset, got to head into this thing with the right attitude and the right approach. And the Bears are a talented enough group that if they have that and they're healthy, they'll figure it out, whatever else is. So I, so I want to see that. That's the part that I think is most important. And to Bears fans, it just seems like whenever Akeem Hicks misses a game, it is just such a huge just difference. I mean, there is a gap, it feels like, not just with talent, but with this attitude that we're talking about. You know, from your seat, if Akeem Hicks plays or doesn't play, you know, what is that really that big of an impact that we see when he's not out there on the field? Absolutely. It's a, it's a big deal. I mean, you can just see how able, you know, how able the Packers were to just come out and run the ball, gaping holes, and it just makes such a big difference. You know, zero pressures, zero sacks. I mean, like, they, they're not able to, to even get to the quarterback. They got ran all over. They gave up, what was it, 41, 42 points. I mean, like, that's not the Bears' defense, and that's not just – doesn't. it's not a coincidence that it just happens when Akeem Hicks isn't on the field. It's, it's a huge deal. Is he the best player on this defense? No, probably not. But is he the most important? Maybe, just because so much revolves around his ability to, to shore up the middle uh, of this defense. Uh, Cam, I'm just going to hop into my second key right now. I'm going to go right back to where I went last week. Last week, I said 78.2. If they get more than 78.2 rushing yards, they got a great chance to win the game. And they did that, and they got shellacked. But I'm going back to the well one more time, and I'm just seeing this matchup right here is just primed for the Bears to get out and run the football. They got Mitch Trubisky, a guy who made mistakes last week. We want to protect him. Guess what you do? You run the football. Dave Montgomery had his longest run of his career last week at 57 yards. This week, guess what? You hand him the football. And also, and I know you're going to enjoy this. You know, we didn't really get into it. I would love to hear your take on it, but they kind of rearranged the chairs on the offensive line. And we talked about how we actually thought that was an above average performance from this group. Now that group gets a new, gets a whole new game, a whole new set to continue that progress. For those of you not, you know, checking up on it Charles Leno still at left tackle but they bump white hair to left guard because he bounces a couple snaps every single game they get Sam Mustafer at center right guard is Alex Bars and then they kick Jermaine Effetti out to right tackle and I have to be honest we've talked about Alex Bars a little bit in the past a guy that was thrown into the fire who was actually you know accorded himself really well in those tough type situations and Sam Mustafer for the most part is has played pretty well and I think this is a situation against the Detroit Lions team they give up the most fantasy points to running backs of any other team in the NFL this season. They've given up 206 yards to Dalvin Cook. They've given up 168 yards to Aaron Jones. I think a little NFC North time, David Montgomery. I want David Montgomery to get at least 15 to 18 touches from the backfield in this game. You know, what say you? Because I think that's a huge key to the game. I think that we must have been sharing a notepad when we did this section because my second note was to come out and run the ball. DeMott had 13 carries for 64 yards week one for an average of 4.92 yards per carry. That is his second most this season, obviously only to last week when he had his 100-yard game. Man, this is a defense that we can run the ball against. Uh, we did it decently week one. Obviously, when you're playing from behind a little bit, you don't get to see as much of that. But, no, having Mitch back is going to – continue to help this running game we've seen the progress that uh the success that David Montgomery can have when the running lanes are there this group seemed to block pretty well last week up front I don't see any reason why they can't come out and reestablish that run and get things going in that direction I want to see them run the ball and like you said if DeMont gets 15 to 
18 carries a game, I will be satisfied with that. And I want to see Mr. Trubisky carry the ball too. And I'm, I'm keying in on it now. Uh, and it's a part of it's because I've been able to have this pod with you over the season, but I am really curious to see how Mustafer and bars kind of hold up throughout this thing. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for them. We talk all the time about how, well, you know, the bears only draft offensive linemen in the second and third round, or we gave a bunch of money to Charles Lennell. Well, you know, obviously I'm very thankful that Rashad Coward is no longer in the mix. Let's be honest. He probably is a really nice guy. He was just, he was just a problem to the point where we talked about, they can't even run the ball behind him. Now that he's now out of the mix, Really interested to see this group because obviously it's going to be something that the Bears are going to have to address in the offseason. But if there are a few in-house options that can compete for these starting roles, I'm not saying they're going to turn into all pros or pro bowls overnight, but man, we need depth at that position. We need talent. We need people to be able to show up. And we already have some in-house options. I'm just really curious to see, you know, Bars and Mustafa moving forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see them play. It's fun to watch young guys and their progress. And their development, not only as singular players, but as, as a group and as a, you know, as a unit. That's just so important that you're able to have that continuity and play well together. So if you got a couple of young guys and it works, you know, it might give you a little bit of a, of a foundation for moving forward. Cameron, what's your third key to a Bears hopeful victory in Week 13? We need to see Mitchell Trubisky versus the Detroit Lions. That version. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Detroit. I don't know. If it's something in the water, something Home in cooking, the air. baby. Yeah. It, something about the Detroit Lions, and that's the Mitchell Trubisky we need to see. Obviously, last week was rocky. There were some good. There was a lot of bad, but it's kind of what you've come to expect from a Mitchell Trubisky experience. And so as we are getting yet another Mitchell Trubisky experience, we're playing the Detroit Lions, a team that he's had much success against in his career, and an absolute must-win game. This There's so many you know season implications going on. This is a must-win game by every – uh, you know, by any means. And so I want to see the Detroit Lions uh, opposition version of Mitch Trubisky show up and, and carry this team to victory. Keep hitting the stats because this is the reason why Trubisky's still in the league. Six career games against the Detroit Lions. He's averaging 266 passing yards. He's got 14 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's completing almost 68% of his passes. He has more rushing yards against the Detroit Lions than any other team that he's faced throughout his career. No matter what it is, no matter what's going on, I believe he's also 5-1 and one against them. And, yeah, it's just that team. He's kind of got their number. Anything – do you buy into anything about how Mr. Trubisky was dominating Matt Patricia's defense? And now that that isn't necessarily in the fold anymore, things could look different? Or you just think this is still a matchup that lines up pretty great for MT10? I don't like to look too much into it and go, oh, he just owns them for whatever reason. You know, if, if it happened to be Matt Patricia's scheme, I'm telling you they didn't change so much in the, in the few days that they've had to make this, uh, you know, this preparation. So, no, I don't, I don't fear that all of a sudden these are the Trubisky stoppers just because of, of one change from one Mr. Eddie P. To, uh, <laughs> to the new defensive coordinator. I, Matt I like Patricia is the most handsome NFL coach I've ever seen at EDP. Beneath <laughs> that beard, baby. But no, I, I just don't see any reason why things should change that much. And I like the idea that Mitch is going to come out and have another great game. Cameron, my third key to the game is, is, is fairly similar, but I'm going to kind of, I'm going to roll it all into the offense. My third key is just called keep your cool. And this goes out to Matt Nagy. This goes out to Mitch Trubisky. This goes out to the consistency in the running game. Just keep your cool. Stick 
to your game plan. I just feel like when we talk about, we try to talk about momentum and rhythm and confidence all season long. And some teams try and build momentum over the course of several games. I think the bears have a hard time building momentum within an actual football game, which is just so hard to kind of wrap your head around. And we're talking about the running game and we're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Who's got a good matchup against the lions. I think you just got to keep your cool. You can't just be forcing the issue anymore. You know, there was a little miscommunication of, you know, Trubisky said I was trying to be aggressive on that throw to Darnell Mooney in double coverage that intercepted. Matt Nagy's like, that was kind of a call. We wanted to be aggressive there. Well, I don't know why you're being aggressive there. I really don't. I understand that your defense is getting routed right now, but your offense can't just be taking those type of chances. You got to sort of stick with the game plan a little bit, stick with the running game, stick with the little rollouts. You know, if you're going to take your shots with Mitch Trubisky, you better make sure that you dial up the best play that you can that's going to get the wide receiver the most wide open you can. If you're going to make attempts at 15 yards or more with Mitch Trubisky, you better know what you're doing, and it better be at a minimum. So I just think the best way to go is to slow and steady wins the race. I personally do not care what the final score is of this game. If we win 13-6, to I'm glad we just get the win. Honestly, I don't think there's any style points for this offense other than don't turn the ball over, keep your cool, and try and get a victory this week in Week 13. You've got that really uh, that conservative, that patient. This is uh, this is going to be just 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 find a way to win this one. You're not, nice you're not and winning. easy. If this is a Cairo Santos game, guess what? He's our best offensive player this year. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not shaking my head at it. You know what I mean? Who'd have thunk? We got a Chicago Bears kicker is the uh, the best player on the offense. Well, in all season long, we just, you know, where are the explosive plays? Where are the impact plays? They've actually been able to scheme them up. The quarterback hasn't been able to find them, whether it's through poor decision-making or poor throws. And at this point now, I mean, let's just dial it down. Let's simplify it, all right? Like, let's just, you know, dot our I's and cross our T's and just You've keep... Change, man. Keep, I know. You've, cha- <laughs> You've changed. Evolution. Dude, I'm a shell getting, of my former you're self. Old, you're like you're changing in your old age, man. <laughs> Can you tell I'm getting like weary? I want to see points, and now you're just like I just I just hope that we win. I just, <laughs> I just, I just hope we might tie, and that'd be fine. Hey, we all mature, and um... you're maturing. You're not even maturing. You're maturing. I'm maturing at, the, at this rate. <laughs> You got to do like, uh, we got to do one of those like uh, quick, uh, like sundial things where we just show my evolution, like throughout the season, through a beard, through a mustache, through tears, through bags under my eyes. And eventually I'm just a broken down Bears fan. That's, that's what we all come to at the end. We all just get back to this sad state of just tears and Polish sausage. Oh man. Speaking of tears and Polish sausage, Cameron, let's do it. Mitch Trubisky game line. Give me yards. Give me touchdowns, give me interceptions, give me rushing yards for week 13 against the Lions. I've been a negative Nelson for the for a good chunk of the season offensively. I have not had high expectations. But uh, I'm tired of being that guy. I'm going to be the anti-Joey, and I'm going to say that Mitch has a, get himself a game. This offense finds it, puts something together, and we get back on the winning side of things. I say Mitchell goes for 240 yards passing. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Wow. And maybe like, what, 20 rushing yards, a little rushing yards in there? Or no? um, he's going to rush. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the 35 yards rushing. Wow. Look at you, man. That's a big game. Put him in your fantasy lineups, folks. You don't hold – yeah, we, well, there, you don't hold it against me if I get this wrong. So. No, never. And you know what? Honestly, the 240 is a great number. I got a fun little stat for you. 
The Detroit Lions this season have allowed at least 240 passing yards to every single quarterback they have faced except for one. That gentleman was Kirk Cousins. It was 227. He still threw for three touchdowns. But every other quarterback, including our own MT10 in week one, has thrown for at least 240 passing yards against them. So I'm kind of right there with you. I'm going 247. I'm going one touchdown, zero picks, one rushing touchdown, 27 rushing yards, two touchdowns total. Hey, man, it sounds like we got about the same line. You got him getting into the end zone, which, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, let's see this game. Yeah, let's <laughs> – can we have fun? Can we just get can we just get the Cowboys game from last year? Like last year was such a frustrating experience, but that Cowboys game just for one night was just we were gods, we were kings, right? It was the varsity blues moment. You know what I mean? We could no, be here. No, it's call back to the uh to our little giants podcast when Rick Moranis, it's halftime, <laughs> and they said it just takes one time, you know. You know, you, you did a backflip and Roger check chicked it chickened out. Just one time, man. That's all you need. Roger will not do that backflip off the high dive. That's what we're looking for. Cameron, it's time for our final score predictions for Bears versus Lions in week 13. You are 8-3 and three on the season. You have built yourself a sizable lead over my 6-5 and five picks this year. Oh, 6-5. If that says anything about this Bears season, that's, that's it in a nutshell right there. And the Bears are 5-6. and six. What do you got for a final score, Bears versus Lions? Bears find a way. They get they get back on track, led by this offense. I would say 27-17. 27-17. Nice. I'm going 21-17 Bears. Um, I think it still is going to look a little ugly. I think we're going to have a couple of drives that we're going to be able ugly? to point at. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm going to put it. Okay, now I'm just going to attach eyeliner onto this pig, and we're just going to do a little blush, and we're going to do a little lipstick, and we're going to get 21 points somehow. I think the Bears do just enough to win this game. And uh, I guess the only final question is, what do we do with ourselves if the Bears lose, Cameron? What happens then? You can find another co-host. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Done. I I have too much on my plate to invest more time caring about a team that just just rips my heart out week after week, man. I just – I won't have it. You could – you can catch me. I'll be moving on. I'll be covering the Chicago Bulls or something. Like, I'm done. Father, businessman, and yeah, Cam's keys to a Bulls victory tonight against the Pistons. Um, Kobe White, baby. Cameron Bears are looking for their first win since October 18th. What were we doing all the way back then? It's hard to say, but they're on the schneid right now. And hopefully they come out with a victory against these Lions. We're going to be coming back. We're going to do a post-game pod. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about a Bears victory in week 13. Cameron, take us home on an excellent preview pod and hope everyone has a great week leading up to the Bears game. You've been listening to the Believe in Bears podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure to tune in to our post-game pod Sunday night and check that out. Make sure you give us a like, a subscribe, tell your friends, grandma, and uh, yeah, remember to always bear down. This the Believe in Bears podcast network. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.